I didn't see no representation of me. So yes, you might've had a couple women in the room, but what I also noticed is that a lot of women that were transitioning to the role from what I was seeing, it's like they started conforming to this certain type of identity to fit in with the boys. So I'm like, it was just an awakening to me. And that experience started to tell me that, girl, you can't make it. Nobody in this room looks like you. Nobody looks like you, Aisha. Can you really make E9? Everybody here is white. Come on, girl. And I really started to say, okay, what else can I do? Just because I didn't see any faces that look like me. Leaders need constant developing. It might be on the personal side of development or the professional side, but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'll... I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me here because that's that's good. So, I feel it was accurate. Like, what what's your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. If you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you go back and check it out because this is the part two of that episode and we get into some more good stuff. We talk about awareness. We talk about alignment and exposure and purpose. And it's so important as we're entering to 2021 that we really start thinking about things. What are you exposing yourself to? How are you personally developing? How are you growing? So of course, as always, Make sure you go back, listen to that first episode if you missed it. And then after that, come back and get into these nuggets. So as always, get your note-taking materials, get your notepads, and let's get into today's message. Now, you definitely mentioned ETA. Shout out to them. As always, they have done so much for us as speakers and taking us through learning and also just that culture of giving back and family. Now you're in a position to where you're transitioning, you have your entrepreneurial side and you mentioned being an introvert. So talk to me about when you became knowledgeable or gained insight into the disc assessment and those assessments, how did that impact you from looking at who you are internally and how you show up externally and then did you, were you able to use those assessments to go back and look at over your life, some things that may have been there that you weren't aware of? What did the assessment do for you and what kind of awareness did it bring? Listen, the assessment is a game changer. That's why I got certified to do it. I think the first time I got that level of exposure, it 
it allowed me to say that being different was okay. That was another confirmation of that. Because again, we live with so many unconscious biases from the things we watch on TV, from the things we learn from our friends and our family. And being a woman, being a Black woman, being in a leadership role, you already deal with, ah, am I too aggressive, right? But again, you might see a male counterpart that can do it and it's okay. Um, Am I, I'm a single mother as well. Am I not, I need to focus on my kids instead of, okay, you need to learn how to balance both. It's okay to take your kids to a babysitter and go have a good time or just have me time. So there's so many things that we learn that we have to unlearn. And what the DISC assessment and these assessments has allowed me to understand is it's okay to be a high D. It's okay to be someone that is a high C. It allowed me to identify these are your talents. This is what makes you stand out from the crowd. And what you just need to learn is have that level of awareness. And that's why leaders need to take these assessments. Um, and again, remember that when I say leaders, everybody's a leader. Um, I love Dr. Darius Daniels, but he highlighted something. He's like, leadership is influence. So we all have influence in some way. You're a leader at home. You're a leader in some space. Maybe you have more knowledge than everyone in the office. So people come to you for questions. You are a leader. You have influence. Your voice matters. And then, of course, there's leaders, leadership and roles. But it's so important that we have that level of awareness because by knowing our strengths, knowing our blind spots, now we know how to navigate the world and even communicate um, with people based off of their differences. I think that we have learned against so many unconscious biases about different people that when we even interact, we're not interacting from a space of let's get below the surface. We're interacting from surface level information. But now that we have tools like the assessment, now I know me. Now I know that maybe you're a high C or a high S or a high I. I know that you, we need to communicate with you differently. I know that what makes you tick and what makes you emotional or what makes you excited is different than me. So I know how to strategically adapt so we can have that communication and have that conversation a lot better. So for me, it just made me, because again, I'm a woman, I, I when I'm in the workplace, I'm in my adaptive. So I'm my idea at work. I'm so results driven. I'm so like, okay, let's get it done. Let's focus on reaching the goal. And some people used to say, uh, just so you know, when you meet um, Sajan Thomas, she's kind of direct and I was <laughs> serious, like, I would take it like, oh, well, I need to soften up. But again, it just, I did need to soften up in certain environments. I did need to be aware of that because again, you can be a high D that is too aggressive and you're in a room full of people who need you to, yes, you need to go at the results, but again, you have to strategically know how to communicate with people from a variety of backgrounds who have different behavior styles. So for me, it gave me the awareness to embrace who I was, but then it gave me the awareness to know that I need to adapt and adjust my communication language so I could communicate effectively with my team because I had seasons where I was an effective leader because I was just speaking from my D, I was speaking from my introversion, and my team thought I was just a stuck up mean boss that told jokes that they didn't like specifically solely because that I just didn't have the understanding that I wasn't communicating effectively. So that awareness for me just took my me to another level where now I can tap into the different behavior styles when necessary. And it's pushed me to be a little bit softer in my approach for people who need it and communicate a lot better. So it is a complete game changer. Everybody should do it. Everybody should take it um, at some point in their life, even with children. I wish I knew this when like we are in a community where people are having their kids take it. I wish my parents knew this information because by knowing that, then this idea that my child is going to be just like me. No, we need to nurture your gift. 
we need to nurture and be able to speak with you um, based off your communication style and also learn how to help you mature and develop so you can be more effective for the real world. So it's a game changer. I love that assessment. It's it's everything to me. I was talking to my sister today and she's in business and she was saying, yeah, I'll do the disc assessment. I was like, you do? Yay! Because <laughs> she's an executive coach. So it is a game changer. I know I've said that over and over again, but it is. But um, it just gave me a level of awareness that has taken my game to another level. Absolutely. And it's it's such a powerful tool. Um, I just had insight into the disc and just looking at why and how I do what I do. It's just I begin to learn and I begin to see that my way doesn't work for everybody else. Um, I had my wife take it. My son took it. And so we were now we're able to see each person's talents and non-talents. We're able to I can see now her supportive side my from my wife was always to support to for stability to make sure we were checking everything i used to take it as why are you questioning me i have the vision the dream the goal let's just go do it why are you asking me all these questions but now i understand it because it was for stability it was to make sure that we did everything that was right and then when you introduced me to the values oh my goodness my mind just blown because now i'm understanding okay these things make sense and when we don't have these assessments, we go around judging people. Like you said, oh, why is she this? Or and I hear it all the time. And we all hear it in our workplaces. Why so-and-so does this or do this this way? And it's just because we don't have an awareness of their behavioral tendencies, their values, those things that make them who they are, and we just judge them. And so now that you have this and you're utilizing this tool, and you're serving, doing leadership development, you've taken this and created a business. Now you're an entrepreneur. What's next for you? What does that look like? And my question to you, and you, and it may not be, but leadership development is one thing, and I hear you talk about it, and you're very knowledgeable and skilled in that. But I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you have a heart for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. Um, so um, becoming an entrepreneur was very, again, it was exposure. I, I never thought of myself of navigating life in this way because I grew up with that mindset, especially, again, my, my parents left the country to come to the U.S. So for them, stability is important. They're just like, listen, you're in the military. You have a stable job, making good money. You um, can support your children. Why take a risk on entrepreneurship? And in my head, I'm like, mom, you are an entrepreneur yourself. But again, they, she had my father there who was supporting her on this other end. So it, it was like for them, it was foreign. So I couldn't talk to them about it because they were just functioning off of fear. Um, and again, it was all out of love, but it was like, I don't know if you should go this route. So again, as I was exposed to this language of entrepreneurship and having your own business and creating generational wealth and working on your own, I'm like, man, this sounds good. And I'm high individualistic. So you were talking about the values assessment. So I'm big on like people that are individualistic, kind of they, they, that, that I want to be able to be creative, be in my own bubble, my own space, and, and just really utilize my gifts and talents to, you know, bless the world. And I also have that other component because I'm a high altruist. So um, when I was exposed to it, I was like, I have to look into this. So one of the things that I realized as a career advisor or within the military altogether, and even in the civilian space at times, when people are retiring, there's a fear factor and 
it doesn't look comfortable. You rarely see people retire comfortably. Right. I never wanted to be the person to retire to go into another job. I've already served. I mean, you're talking about 2003. Uh, September 30th will make my 17th year in the military. So it's like me thinking about serving 20 years, giving this, this organization my all, now transitioning and working for someone else again for another 20 years, 30 years. I'm like, nah, bro, like life has to be better than this. So once I was exposed to that language, I was just like, I want to make sure that I prepare effectively for my transition out. And that's what was I saw that was the breakdown. You have so many military members and even people, again, in the civilian sector that aren't starting to prepare years in advance for their transition out. They're not thinking about, okay, what can I start doing now, years before, that can start ushering me into this space where I can go and be a full-time consultant or executive coach or whatever space you're going to be in. So once I identified that, I remember reaching out, shout out to Rochelle T. Parks. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, she's a retired uh, lieutenant colonel from the Army. Um, shout out to Coach Valari Humphrey. But again, talking to Coach uh, Rochelle, she was someone I saw thriving as a retired lieutenant colonel, like living her best life. And she's like, yeah, I, I, I could have. She was actually about to put on colonel. And she's like, they offered it to me, but my ministry, my calling was calling me. So I left. I don't like, she was thriving. So I asked her, I said, how should I start? What should I do? And she's like, how many years you got? I was like, I about have three, four, because my business has been going for two years. I was like, I have about four or five years left. She was like, start now. So then again, that exposure, people that have that mindset right. allow me to start seeing, let me start preparing, let me start getting ready. So going through that process, I now started to say, okay, let me start putting pieces in place. And that's why I tell a lot of people that if you're working a full-time job, you can become an entrepreneur. You can start creating your business. You can start career and professionally planning for the next season in your life. You just have to be strategic. And now when you're looking at jobs, positions, roles, opportunities, it's about leveraging those. Okay, I'm a career advisor. My career advisor role is allowing to help me in leadership development. Why? Because there's a lot of professional and development and a lot of things that I encounter counseling and um, helping people navigate their professional life that's going to benefit me in leadership development. If I transition to the next position and I put on E8, now I'm getting that executive view. I'm getting a whole nother view. So now I can speak to being that high executive in an organization. So a lot of people don't realize the importance of leveraging their full-time jobs and not realizing they can while still also pursuing the next season in their life. So it's about preparation. And again, going through that journey has helped me learn a lot. And then once I had this past year really understanding the diversity, equity, and inclusion issues within corporate and a lot of organizations, and even taking all my experiences with, I always share a story that I've always wanted to be an E9. Again, E9 is like the top tier and be enlisted. And I remember when my E8 supervisor said, hey, I want you to go come to this meeting with all these chiefs, and I want you to sit in. And I was like, yeah, I'm excited because now I can see how they tick. I walked into the room and there were no black people. I walked into the room and there was all white people. I walked into that room and I saw two women, but they were white. I didn't see no representation of me. So yes, you might've had a couple women in the room, but what I also noticed is that a lot of women that were transitioning to the world from what I was seeing, it's like they started conforming to this certain type of identity to fit in with the boys. So I'm like, it was just an awakening to me and that, experience started to tell me that girl you can't make it nobody in this room looks like you nobody looks like you Aisha can you really make e9 everybody here is white 
come on, girl. And I really started to say, okay, what else can I do? Just because I didn't see any faces that look like me. So even with everything and the awakening that we're going through this year of vision, and I think that everybody's talked about 2020 vision, but I think it was like, God is like, I'm going to take the scales off your eyes. I need y'all to address and pay attention to some things within yourself and within the world. I started really getting passionate about DE&I for women, especially for African-American, Black, and Brown people. And that's why I've become so passionate to speak about it because we want to start creating more spaces that there's inclusion. I need you to hear my voice and I want it to be welcome. And also equity. I need a seat at the table because the decision-making rooms are the ones that are lacking diversity, inclusion, and equity. And the more minorities and the more people of diverse backgrounds in those rooms that mimic what the world looks like, that will help create spaces that are more equitable, that are more inclusive, that are more, um, that are just a more effective because you have representation from all parts. So that's why I'm so passionate about it now, because it's like, uh, I remember going into that room and doubting my belonging in that room solely because of a lack of representation. And I don't want anybody else to go into a room or look up a job and feel like they can't do it because of a lack of representation, but challenging those companies to start to consider what they can do so they can have more equitable spaces. Absolutely. You just dropped so much knowledge, gems, content right there with that statement. And it's because I didn't even ever think about that. I have been in rooms where I was the only black, where I was the only, you know, person that looked like me. And I never really considered other than, well, let me just stay in my corner. <laughs> but people can go into situations and feel like they don't belong and immediately give up on their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations. I had a conversation with a gentleman years ago. Uh, we were at lunch and we were just talking about the racial differences. I was had just moved to Maryland, so much different than what South Alabama is. And he was like, you know, I, he was a white male. I pulled myself up. I was homeless. I said, but your experience isn't the same for every single person where I come from and you would get the same thing because of the way you think there are just some places where you would not be welcome. It doesn't matter how great of a job you do. And now when we think about that, when we think about our boardrooms, our hiring managers, our leaders, we don't want people that have that mentality controlling those decisions because it will always lend us to have an unequal balance. We won't have that equity and we definitely won't have that inclusion. And so talking about that, Aisha and I, and we have a partner, Corey, decided to create a company that talks about diversity, equity, inclusion, leadership development, and also business development, because we want to help businesses, both large and small, start including and having diversity planning, great leadership planning, and embedding those skills in the organization. Most of the time, and I look at Facebook a lot, I watch People talk about their organization and where they work. Oh, our bosses don't talk about this. They don't talk about that. We don't have this. My leaders, they suck or whatever they say. And the realization that we came across is most companies just don't embed this into their culture. They are reactive. And so when something happens, oh, let's put a program together. Let's have somebody come speak. Let's check these 10 boxes. And then they want to go back to what's normal. We want to challenge that. We want to change that and embed leadership development. Talk a little bit about that. And I'll put you on the spot. 
why did you think partnering was good for you at this point in your life? Well, you know, partnering, I think, is 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 really effective because you can make mass impact. Um, one of the great things about partnering is, A, you don't know everything. Um, and what I recognized is that as I was researching leadership development, I recognized there were so many different layers to um, or breakdowns within that. I mean, you have the employee engagement side that Corey does. We have the business development and the system side that you, system side that you thrive at. Um, you have, of course, the uh, level of awareness that, you know, we collab on and talking about the assessment and having that level of understanding and personal development. And I want to be able to go into an organization and be able to have such an impact to make a huge change within that organization. Because what was bothering me about speaking events, I would go in, speak, leave, and that's it. And I want to be able to um, be able to work with an organization, a company, a school, young people, and be able to affect change long-term. And that's what I saw in my mentoring program. When I collab with these other military minds that had been through trauma, that had made change, us, our collaboration was able to reach more of these young boys. So there's such a, a great um, thing that happens when you partner with the right people. And it made sense that Corey um, and yourself were the ones to, to go along on this journey with to affect change because of your expertise, but also the level of impact and pa passion we have about doing this. So I've, I'm just really excited to see what, you know, act leadership and management consulting can do for organizations because we are coming in with a mindset that it's about evolution and change innovation. We're coming in with the mindset to really allow organizations to see the future of, uh, of leadership development because it's changing. Um, that's one of the things I'm doing my, in my YouTube series. I'm preparing organizations uh, to say that the future of leadership looks different. The future of employee engagement looks different. Are you prepared for it? Because although companies have rated that Leadership development is extremely important. Individuals lack leadership skills. Their employees are saying it. Only 5% of companies have embedded it within the core of their strategic planning. They've invested money into it. And again, my military experience has showed me how having leadership development in so many different tiers has been such a benefit for people that why can't companies do the same? So this collaboration is magical. Um, we have some great things coming up that you guys need to be a part of. And I'm really excited to see what happens, but that's why I decided to do the partnership because I want to make a long lasting effects, effects within organizations that affects employees and team members and leaders to come from years and years to come. Oh, that's good. That's good. And definitely that impact. We, we all have a heart for the youth. It's, it's just like it was a great combination of our passions and our expertise it just synced and joined up. Now, we almost had an hour. I don't like to keep people. I love to respect the time, but I don't ever want to gloss over the fact that you are a believer, that God did have a hand in this culmination of who you've become. Talk a little bit about how you found God or, you know, your relationship. How did that happen? How did God bring you through the trauma to the success that we see today? Yeah, it's interesting because my mom just dropped me off at church one day. It was like, you, you just need to go to church. Because my, my mom had gotten to the point where, and bless her heart, like I love my mom so much. I mean, I remember her standing next to me and being with me every 
pain and trauma that I went through as a younger, I owe my life to her. I owe God for putting her, because again, people unfortunately might have situations where their family members just give up, but God bless me with the mother that just has this level of drive that she did not want to give up on me. She always said, you're going to graduate high school. So she stuck next to me. I mean, she was there when I, you know, uh, the person that sexually assaulted me in high school, she was there in my court case. She was there when, you know, I almost got locked up. She was there. I mean, she was there for in so many ways. So she, she, it got to the point where she no longer felt like that she could do anything because I was still on a path of figuring out myself and I was falling into what society was doing. So there was a church called Ebenezer AME in Maryland. I grew up in the DC area. So she took me to that church and I started going there and I used to love singing. So I just started going and singing and then I just gave my life to Christ uh, as a teenager. I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that this place was uh, something that welcomed me. And I just really started getting transformed during that season. And um, I think that my, my transformation with God really even happened like during the hardest times in my life. Even when I was in my abusive marriage, um, my ex-husband had introduced me to the pastor, uh, John Hagee, and I started listening to him. And because I'm a high C and I like detail and information, he broke down the Bible and the word to me in a way that I had never heard from before. Um, I was used to going to churches and it was like screaming and hollering, Jesus, and playing music. And that's cool and all. But I really wanted to understand the word because the difference of with me, like, again, I saw a lot of black Americans, uh, Christianity was embedded in their like upbringing. Grandma went, mama went. I literally found Christ on my own, no influence. My mama was like, I think church will work. Let me just go take it to church, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my experience with Christ was just so it didn't have that influence. It was just a natural journey. And throughout life, in the hardest moments, I've been able to, he's been able to expose me to information and knowledge that has allowed me to become more um, wise, that allowed me to have more of an understanding. And by going through those seasons and really seeking help within the church and also being dialed in with the church, because even like my sexual trauma and getting over that and how that shaped how I saw the world in my relationships with men and so on. That experience, um, my healing started with at the ch a church program. It was called Savior, and it was helping young people or people who had went through sexual trauma at a young age, and it just transformed my life. So like all those pieces and this journey that I have had with Christ and my faith has literally been like, it's hard to explain. God has I mean, I've always almost been shot. I've almost been, again, when you go through sexual violence and being in a car where you're being threatened, like you automatically assume you're going to die. Like it's been so many things that's happened to me that it had to be God. So throughout my life experience, there's just been reminders and nuggets like, God, I see what you're doing. I see why you, you took me to Del Rio, Texas, where nobody was at. God, I know why you had me in Texas for four years. I get it. You needed me to get really dialed in with you because I was, I was out in these streets. I need, I need you to turn here. So, um, yeah, that journey has been amazing, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing, even as a leader. Faith fuels me, and I still find that God is still pivoting me to the right people, the right places, the right sermons on YouTube, the right seasons where now it's helping me move forward in this path of transforming the lives of leaders and everybody connected to those individuals. That's great. That's phenomenal. And, you know, I can spend another two hours talking about my journey with Christ and how um, 
tradition will cause a lot of people to leave the church. A lot of our youth now is because they are just disengaged with the church because Grandma Nim had a way and they weren't really, you see one thing and then they say one thing and live another. And we just didn't have a view of the word and they did the best they could. That, that's something else that I've been understanding as I grow is that individuals that impact us in a certain way, they do so because they haven't been impacted in a way and they end up pushing that down. And until we begin to break those strongholds and those chains, we end up repeating the behavior, which we so much try to get away from. But I definitely wanted to make sure we highlighted that journey because I don't believe that I would be sitting here without Christ. I don't believe that a lot of the things that I've been through, I would have made it through without him. There's a divine mission, a purpose. And I see that on the other side of that, when we come through or when we go through, I go through and we come to the other side and we share, we're reaching those people that we have a heart for. And it's ultimately his plan because he's using us to draw to him people that may not otherwise have came. And so our voices, and I just want to encourage you to keep sharing your voice because it is needed for those young females or older females or males that may be in a specific situation that you have knowledge of and you've been through and come through it. Now, as we get ready to wrap up, Aisha, is there anything else that you would like to share anything that you have that's burning on your mind, something that you can leave the people with? Yeah, I mean, again, um, just realize that, especially with COVID, um, it has been a season of self-reflection. Um, and and you're being, this season has allowed us to identify if we're in the right relationships with others, in the right relationship with ourselves, in the right relationship with God. So I just want to encourage anybody out there that's in the season, it's like, man, it's just a lot going, I'm losing a lot of things. But what I realized that on my journey of faith and finding myself is that the losses are actually like when we pray and ask God, God, help me. I want to get to this level. God will start to pivot and remove people in your life that are holding you back. And I think for a lot of people, it's hard. They want to give up on themselves. They want to take their lives. We've lost a lot of people. Even in the Air Force, they're losing about one person every month from suicide. And again, I just want to remind you all that as you're navigating this season of vision and understanding and having those skills drop from your eyes, don't give up. Just identify the lessons you're learning. Just identify those generational patterns or those things that you need to work work within yourselves in order for you to show up as an effective leader. Because again, you can be a leader. Everybody is a leader, even if you're not serving in the leadership role. So just continue to be encouraged and continue to allow this season to make you become better and really start getting um, dialed into communities and coaches into the right spaces that's going to help you in this new season of yourself. So as we're going into 2021, you should be going in with a new mindset, with a new love for yourself, with a new relationship with God. So I just want to encourage anybody out there that is struggling in this season to realize that we needed this time to self-reflect. So as we're transitioning to this new season, we show up a whole lot better. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. 
Wow, I can't believe I dropped two books. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want to just show you the external work. I wanted to show you the internal work. Yes, the steps that I had to take for me to show up as a better leader because I wasn't really that good at it because a lot of the things that I was doing was because of my internal issues. So I need you to go to my website, aishathomas.org backslash shop and grab a copy of The Trendsetting Woman and then Leader Set Trends to get those applicable steps so what you need to do to do that internal work and then the steps you need to do so you can show up better externally. So go to my website now, aishathomas.org backslash shop and go grab a copy and make sure that you give it to someone as a gift. So as we recap on the second part of this message, I always ask you, what was your takeaway? As always, we don't want to listen to podcasts or listen to individuals or read books without really reflecting. And that's why this part of the podcast is always so important to me is because it is the self-reflection, self-assessment. What were the things you took away? Have you wrote those things down? As I reflect on this conversation, I just really think about how far I have come But I had to take the steps necessary to truly seek more knowledge and to grow. I mean, I started this journey a few years ago, about two, three years ago. And one of the things that I feel that I continue to see as a commonality or a common trend and what I'm talking about is exposure. I knew at one point that I needed to improve and become better. The thing is, is that when you are going through life, as a leader, because again, I know a lot of the messages on here is about leadership development, business development, organizational development, team development, but around it is you. You're still an individual. You still need to grow and develop. Life is still going to hit you with ups and downs, regardless of the different hats that you wear. And the realization is we wear different hats. We're moms, we're fathers, we're sons, we're daughters, we're leaders, we're executives, business owners. We have all these hats, but essentially around all that is you. And I really want to challenge you to start going into this new year looking at things a lot differently, becoming more aware and really aiming to grow and develop constantly. Of course, it's the typical trend in December around the holidays, people start to get comfortable. It's like a cycle that a lot of us go through. It's like this automation within our lives that we don't even are aware that around this time we start to take our foot off the gas. We start to get comfortable versus continue, continuing to build and recognize, okay, what am I doing for next year? I mean, think about it. When we go into the workplace, again, I'm in the military and I've seen how these cycles go and each quarter the you know DOD is basically setting up for the next for the next season and every month or every year around this time there's a certain thing that hits and this means this has to happen and so on but they're constantly planning and preparing and we work in these machines and we work in the spaces where we do that we go with the flow but what you're not realizing is that Awareness allows you to recognize that even around you, there's preparation happening. But what happens is that we get dropped into these cycles and again, into these behaviors that we're just functioning. You know, it's just like I said, it's autopilot. 
But there's so much we can learn from our jobs. There's so much we can learn from being more aware to say that, you know what, I need to start preparing better. I don't need to put my foot off the gas. Yes, get comfortable, visit the family, do what you need to do around this time to start preparing for the next year. But what are you really doing to constantly grow and develop? Again, if I think of myself where I was three years ago, I'm a totally different person. It was literally in October of 2018 that I really like revved up the engine to say, I really want to take my personal development to another level. October 2018. So that's like towards the end of the year. So between October and December, I'm like in this community. I'm becoming more aware of all these different factors. I'm starting to be exposed into things And by 2019, January 2019, I'm like ready to go. And it has not stopped since then. And I'm not saying I'm superhuman. I'm not saying that I don't hit bumps in the road because I do. But exposure has been able to really give me a level of awareness that keeps me pushing forward. So the exposure comes from, again, the circles you're around. I I am around individuals who are constantly looking at what's next. What can you do to improve? Okay, once you hit this goal, how? what's next? And when you create one big goal, what are some things you can do on a daily basis to get you to the next level? That's what I, I'm around. So if you're around that, you naturally are going to like take a different way versus, again, getting caught up into the unconscious. And we're just moving day to day without being aware that we haven't really, really accomplished much or we're just functioning within a machine and not really taking time to, again, self-assess and identifying, hey, there's gaps in how I lead. There's gaps in how I lead at home. There's gaps in my communication. There's gaps in my spiritual development. There's gaps in a multitude of areas. And maybe in the next few weeks or the next few months, I'm going to focus on really developing this one area. There's always something that you can continue to evolve in Again, one of my favorite books was Michelle Obama's Becoming. And the reason why I love it is because she really emphasized that, listen, there's always a level of becoming and developing and growing that you're going to do regardless of your age. And there are a lot of people who, you know, become older and they start to think that, okay, well, if I don't achieve this by this time, my life is over. The time, time has ended. I need to just live my life from this basic perspective. But regardless of age, regardless of experience, regardless, even if you decide to start now, the reality is you can still literally transform your life in a matter of a few months. And I'm living proof of that. I'm a human being just like everyone else. Yes, I lead. Yes, I manage. Yes, I talk about all these areas of expertise from DE&I, team engagement. I talk about unconscious bias and, and all these things, emotional intelligence, but I'm still a human being. And in the midst of that, I must constantly check myself and constantly think about, man, Aisha, what can you do to improve? I'm in a self-assessment season right now. I'm identifying what I need to let go of this for the for the next year because I have a lot on my plate. I do. And it's a blessing because I've been open. I've gotten so many opportunities. So the need um, my or the needs that I've been getting or the uh, requests that I've been getting has increased. But in reality, I have to identify what I need to let go. I need to identify what I need to say yes to. I need to say, you know what? 
I've served in this area for X amount of time. Now it's time for me to transition and focus on other areas because now, you know, God is pulling me to another part of my season or my purpose and I need to start focusing on that. That's what I'm currently doing. And is it uncomfortable? It is because I'm naturally a servant. I'm a high altruist. I love to serve. I like to help people. So I tend to say, yes, if there's a purpose of serving and supporting someone else. However, I need to serve and support myself. And I can't tax myself with so many things. And now in other areas like motherhood or my business or in friendships or whatever it is, or even on the spiritual side, which is very important to me, is now being pushed to the side because I've said yes so much. I tell my clients all this time, you have to self-assess and identify what you say no to. But I had to become more aware and grow and develop for me to even be aware that, listen, you are naturally a helper. You're naturally a giver. You love to volunteer. And now it's time to say, okay, here's my cap and my volunteerism. And I need to start focusing on other things. I start, I start school next month, my master's program. So again, some things have to shift and change and my time management or my time has to be assessed again. So I say all this to say, again, when you are listening to podcasts, when you are functioning on a day-to-day, whatever you're investing your time in, what is the purpose? And yes, we need to have times to unwind, watch our favorite TV shows, but there's a purpose behind that. Hey, I've grinded all week, or this is my one time a month, or my, excuse me, my one time in the week. I don't want to say one time a month that you spend time with family, but this is my one time in the week that I say I'm dedicating to my family. So yes, I'm going to cut things off and this is what I'm focusing on. So it has a purpose behind it, but really start thinking, what are you doing? What is it adding to your life? Is it adding time? Is it allowing you to connect with more people? Is it helping you grow? Is it doing any of those things? And if so, yes, continue to do it. But if it's removing, if it's not truly adding, if there's not an effective purpose on it, okay, how can you reallocate that time to self-care or reallocate that time to connecting with your family or reallocate that time to working on those areas that are blind spots? So as you're going into 2021, really start thinking about what do I need to do to improve? Of course, I talk about all the different services I offer from personal development, organizational development, business development. So I'm here for your coaching or your consulting services. But you first need to identify what you need to do. You need to first assess yourself and figure out what path am I going to take before you invest in anything. So really start taking time to do that. Because again, exposure for me and all the things I talked about on this episode, man, it's been transformational. It has been. But it started with awareness. And then I was able to pivot myself and expose myself to communities and people and spiritual development and all these different things that has literally transformed my life. So think about that. Let's really start being more intentional as we start to progress in life and purpose. And I appreciate you guys tuning in and stay tuned for another episode next week. Again, as always, leave a great comment. Okay, or maybe if you want to leave a bad comment and say, you know what, I show this personal development stuff, I ain't feeling. All right, but leave a comment, you know, share your, give a review, share this with somebody who might need to hear this message or you think somebody might benefit from this. Share this with them. Of course, follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks or reach out to me if you need any support services that I can refer to you or I can support you with myself at info at AishaThomas.org. And I will catch you guys next week. Have an amazing week, guys. 
I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces.